So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here, coming to you live. I don't know when it is. I think first week October-ish. Still 25, 28 above in Kelowna. So this is where Kelowna wins because everywhere else it's not that nice. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see we're seeing the weather we thought we were going to get. Okay, enough, enough typical Canadian, let's talk about the weather stuff. Let's jump into it. We're obviously in an interesting time right now. Um, Obviously, we've come out of a couple years of COVID there where there was a lot of business lying on the ground. That's no longer the case. Even heading into 2022, we had up until March, we had some momentum from the previous year in March where rates were low and then they started to move. So we had the momentum. Now heading into 2023, granted still three months away, but there's going to be zero momentum, right? It is. And so the new reality is that our current market here, the current fear among people, this is not going anywhere anytime soon. And so what I want to talk about today is kind of like how you're, how to get your mind right throughout this. Cause I've been talking to a lot of agents and brokers and it's just very interesting. And so I want to propose a scenario to you. Okay. Before we do that, this podcast is brought to you by Americano. Americano. Oh, that's hot. They sent me a hot one today. That's okay. No sugar, no cream either. Yeah, it's a thing. It's still good. Um, okay, so you have a couple, like, what are your options, right? You have a bunch of options here. You're sitting here, your pipeline, and hey, if your pipeline's the exact same now as it was a year ago, kudos to you. Not sure what you're doing. Majority of people's pipelines are drastically different. I talked to a $200 million producer yesterday who said they'll probably do just a little over $100 million and hopefully 80 next year. That's where their head's at. Um, so he's trying to keep his team together, and he's got some marketing plans and yada, yada, yada. Talked to another big producer, another $80 million producer, and said that their applications are down 40% now than what they were at the beginning of the year. Okay, so don't feel bad. Number one, don't feel bad. It, everyone's going through this. It's now, what do you do? And so in talking with a lot of agents and brokers, it's crazy how many people are almost like packing it in. You've obviously got the people who maybe been in the game 20, 25 years, made their money. We're kind of maybe already going to look at retiring at some point that are just like, frig this, peace out. Because the only way you're getting business now is you're either spending a bunch of money on paid traffic get people in and then trying to convert them somehow or you're picking up the phone you are strong text game calling the database consistency and you've already wrapped your head around hey if i do 60 percent of what i did last year that's a win but that 60 percent is not falling in your lap okay realtors are listening sure you can go get a stable of realtors that's great 
not a lot of people are buying right now. But what you can do is you can set yourself up for when this all shifts back because everything goes in cycles. And if you've been in this game long enough, you know this is just a cycle. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of, you know, you could pack up shop. And I get it. If you got to put food on the table and pay bills, go get another job. But you cannot get out of the mortgage industry. You absolutely 1,000% cannot leave it. So I'm going to give you an example and you, you hopefully frame it a little better for you. So let's say you, let's say you're a stock. You personally are a stock on the stock exchange. And I'm just going to use, I'm going to say Tesla. I'm just going to say your company's Tesla. We all know what Tesla is. It's an awesome stock. You should be thinking the same about you. Like you're an awesome stock. So that's kind of the analogy we're going to use. Okay. So you bought in on your stock at a hundred bucks. And let's say that was two years ago, right? Right now, the market, your stock might be worth 10 bucks. So what do you do? Who sells in a $10 market? Nobody sells in the down, down market. You know what happens? The people who buy, 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 build, build, build. Those are the people that when the market pulls you back up, because it always does, you will crush it. And so don't sell on your own stock right now. It makes zero sense. If anything, you need to be doubling down on you. Buy more of your stock because you have time to buy. What I mean by that is build stuff in your business. Like add it. There's so many good team members, admin, underwriters, fulfillment, like that are going to be in the market. And granted, you're like, but Ryan, I can't afford that. Well, when you can't afford it, you're not going to do it. And if by time you do it, because you didn't do it already, by time you do it, you're going to miss out because they're going to be gone. The good people will be gone. So go and snatch up one of the good people. Perfect time. I know a couple of brokers that are actually adding to their team, even though the volumes are like 25% low, but they're like, Ryan, I'm getting amazing people that I wouldn't have been able to get earlier. And I'm going to keep them because I know in one year, two years from now, I'm going to win big time. Like that's the mentality you need to have. And so now is the time where you get all the things on that to-do list done. And I'm not talking the tiny little things that don't matter. I'm talking about those bigger things. I'm talking about this is where you build out your webinar. This is where you get your social media dialed in, where you get it. Maybe you just do one platform and you get it very consistent. And you get a posting schedule with content and with a call to action to pull them off online, to convert them into a phone call. Get your processes dialed so when rates start coming back down, and the world opens up again, you've got this engine built, right? So go buy more of your stock. Please don't sell your stock right now. You're selling it at 10 bucks. 10 cents on the dollar is what you're selling it for. Like you're not doing yourself justice. You should be like, and I get, don't go invest in real estate now. Sure, don't go buy stock. Sure, don't go, definitely don't go buy, well, crypto argument to be made there. Now's a great time to buy crypto, but much like some other stocks, but you could go buy all that, and, but there's a lot of unknown, or you could just put the money into yourself, right? So if you've got cash sitting on the sidelines, put that into yourself. What is that? Are you, well, maybe go test out a paid ad campaign. Go, go hire a professional to run some ads for you and start playing in that world. Because I know agents that are doing that, they're doing very well off of it. They put $1 in and they get $3.50 out in this market. So you can't tell me they don't work. They work. 
1,000% they were. It's the story you tell people. It's how you pitch people. I'll give you an example here. You could, oh, before we do that, we got to go. One more sponsorship. This sponsorship brought to you by, sponsorship podcast brought to you by Americano. Sorry, I, I kind of stumbled there because I just saw a guy walk by who I'm like, you are a schmuck. This guy, I saw him at the gym. This is a sidebar. Has nothing to do with mortgages. At the gym, this guy's probably 50, in good shape. He's working out. This was during COVID, so like maybe seven months ago. And this, he went to go do, you know those guys that do one machine and then they leave and go do another one, but they're using them both, but they're on off sides of the gym. And you're supposed to know that they're working because they have a towel down or something. So this old lady who's probably 70 pops on and goes in to do one of the machines and he comes back and I was there with my wife, Jen, and tears a strip off her. And like, and she was the point, like, I didn't know if she was going to cry. I didn't know like what was going to, he was just a complete douche. Didn't you know I was just Jesus off oh, or fuck's sakes, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I, I will never forget him. I see him there all the time. He's a douchebag, but now I just saw him walking by, um, with two dogs. So we have two dogs, but he's still a douchebag. Okay, back to the story. Um, so I'll give you an example. If you were to, if you're putting out to the world um, first-time homebuyers, because I think those are actually going to be more relevant now for the next little bit. Uh, so first-time homebuyers. So if you're, if you're social media, if you're database marketing, if you're paid ads, if you're looking for first-time homebuyers. Well, here's the thing. There's a couple bad things with that, but I'm going to tell you how to flip that a little bit, Okay. So first-time homebuyers, typically when you advertise that world, you usually get a lot of people in who can't buy a home, right? Ideally, you'd rather have the people who maybe could buy a home but don't know if this is the right time. You don't want the people who have no money, no credit, no income because when you start going, first-time homebuyer, blah, 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 I can help, like you will inevitably get a lot of shit. You have to sift through it. What if you made this small tweak? What types of clients do you like working with? Well, I'll tell you right now, first time home buyers, man, nurses, healthcare professionals, teachers, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm just giving you a cup. There's a lot, but salaried people, they're making their hundred grand a year. They're blah, blah, blah. They're so how about this? You know, we have a first time home buyer, uh, program for healthcare professionals. We have, or an incentive plan. We have a first time home buyer incentive plan for healthcare for teachers, for education, for whatever. Like, and you're like, well, Ryan, but was it's the same programs you're offering, right? The 5% down, you know, whatever other program that is in your universe. Um, but you're put now you're attracting to people who you know usually have a pretty good history of good credit and they have provable income. So it's like a small tweak there, right? So, but that's where your head has to go. Your head has to go because you have more time right now. So with this time, you can get sharper with your ideas. And now just putting out a first-time homebuyer seminar or thinking like that, not gonna like you're gonna get some people, but it's a lot of shit. I'd much rather hold a first-time homebuyer seminar for teachers and have 12 show up than a first-time homebuyer seminar and have a hundred show up. Because I've had the hundred show up. 
and we might have got one deal. Not, I can't. Even, I don't even know if we got one deal, because there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of people who couldn't buy now, maybe in two years, not provable income. You know, all the regular shit. If I had twelve teachers on a webinar, how how much more highly do you think I'd close? What do you think my odds are closing more more business out of that? Right, and having better conversations with people, different conversations, and then me just feeling like I'm not wasting time. So that's like a small tweak, right? So I threw that in there because I'm like, you could, you could, I'm driving now, I have to go take kids to school, but you could hang the shoes up, sell your stock for 10 cents on the dollar, or you can go buy more of your own stock. Seriously, if Tesla was a hundred bucks the stock right now, you would, you'd be going like, how much can I buy? And that's your mentality, what it should be. And instead of cutting people you might want to look at your own team too because now's the time you might have people on your team this is a whole nother topic but i'm just going to touch on it briefly you might have people on your team now this point got brought up to me yesterday and i thought it was a great point you might have people on your team now that were great for the process or something you were doing or they just were good enough because you didn't have better options but it kept you from doing the work and that was still a win now's the time to rejig that because there's rock stars out there looking for work. And if you can't find one, you will find one. They're coming. I already know a couple of rock stars that came out and got snapped up. And I know there's more that'll be coming because there's going to be more rich people who are just like, oh, I have to trim the fat. I have, to, I have to downsize. Rightfully so. You run your business however you like. So you internally, if you are always going to have fulfillment or always have an assistant or whatever you're having, and you've got an underwriter who's a 7 out of 10. I would start thinking about, hey, am I going to let this person go and go find a 9 out of 10 underwriter? Because they're out there. Same money. Right? So that's another way of thinking. And also, your business might be changing now. So I was talking to a, a broker yesterday. And they had their business set up a certain way. And so they hired certain people to fulfill those actions. Now they're rejigging things because of what's going on still humming along but they're rejigging things and now the people they hired before their skill sets don't cross over to the skill sets they need now so now they're doing an internal review of their staff going who do we think we can coach up to this and can handle this or who do we have to let go and go hire these new people right please don't hold on to people because they've been around forever and like if your mid model changes um, you know your business. You got to run like a CEO. If your model, if your if your business changes, your model changes, and they don't have the right skill set, you're gonna probably do them a favor because they probably won't like coming to work anymore. If you change things up, so that's something else to think about. Okay, but the whole moral of the story of this podcast was just to let you go. Like, hey, let's change that mindset. There is there's still business around. You just have to change your expectations and the time that you're spending. What are you doing with that time? At the end of the week, at the end of the month, is your business better off than it was a month ago? Do you have more assets built in it? Do you have a clear vision of who you're going after? Are you Have you sharpened your skills, your soft skills on your discovery call? Have you actually dove in and tr figured out all that budgeting now? Do you have a social media presence on one platform, LinkedIn? Do you have a webinar that you run once a month for first-time home buyers for teachers, throw that out on LinkedIn. Guess who you're going to get showing up? 
teachers, right? You might not get a lot, but that's okay. The quality is going to be phenomenal. People are going to pass it off to other people who are teachers. And then you're obviously going to speak to being a teacher in there, right? Being a teacher, these are some challenges you probably have and blah, blah, blah. But the good thing is you have steady income and banks love that and blah, blah, blah. So you're going to put a spin on it, right? Another, I'm going to leave you with another idea. Um, this was something that uh, I learned, I don't know, I forget, a couple months ago, but I forgot to mention here. Another little hack idea, the incentive program. So if you're offering a, an incentive program, whatever you're calling it, first time home buyer, teacher incentive program, nursing incentive program, whatever it is. If you could easily build an incentive program and what that is, you could go around to everyone you know that's in that circle of all the people they're going to need, right? A home inspector and you could get $100 off. Uh, appraiser, and maybe you can get $50 off. Um, lawyer, and maybe you can get $100 off. Um, think about whatever else they're using, whatever else other people they're using in that in that world. And put that together. And now the incentive program is, well, A, you get me. And we offer rate insurance, custom proposal. And then you also get incentives. If you work with my team, I'll introduce you to people I've already vetted. And you get savings across the board. And it could be whatever. You could just figure out all, it could be moving companies. It could be um, cleaning companies. It could be, right? And you could go and have this stable of people. And then that's part of your incentive program. Right? So I know people doing that. Uh, and when I learned, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's personally not my cup of tea, but I totally get why people would do it. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, okay, this podcast is way too long, uh, but please don't sell short. Don't sell your stock, okay? Bet on it instead. Okay, gotta go. Peace out, kids. Five texts a day. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.